Good morning, friends. Today is Saturday, the 2nd of November, 2019. This is a day that in some faith traditions we commemorate All Souls Day, or All Faithful Departed, or Dia de los Muertos. And so we will continue with our remembering of those who have gone before and yet are still with us. This morning, though, um, I'm going to use the readings from the regular, so to speak, daily office lectionary for today. Um, and then this evening, I think perhaps we will do um, a vigil from the Book of Occasional Services of the Episcopal Church um, that will have readings more specifically geared towards this remembrance. Um, but this morning, I'm going to just kind of get us back on track with the daily office readings. I shouldn't say that, back on track, reconnected with. So we'll read Psalm 55, Nehemiah 4, 1 through 23, Revelation 7, 4 through 17, and Matthew 13, 31 through 35. We are no longer strangers and sojourners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Mother, to set forth her praise, to hear her holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship her. Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by her infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Our God is glorious in all the saints. O come, let us worship. Be joyful in God, all you lands. Serve God with gladness and come before her presence with a song. Know this, she herself is God. She herself has made us and we are hers. We are her people and the sheep of her pasture. Enter her gates with thanksgiving. Go into her courts with praise. Give thanks to her and call upon her name, for God is good. Her mercy is everlasting 
and her faithfulness endures from age to age. Our God is glorious in all the saints. O come, let us worship. Psalm 55 Give ear to my prayer, O God. Do not hide yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and answer me. I am troubled in my complaint. I am distraught by the noise of the enemy because of the clamor of the wicked. For they bring trouble upon me, and in anger they cherish enmity against me. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror overwhelms me. And I say, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Truly, I would flee far away. I would lodge in the wilderness. I would hurry to find a shelter for myself from the raging wind and tempest. Confuse, O God, confound their speech, for I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around it on its walls, and iniquity and trouble are within it. Ruin is in its midst. Oppression and fraud do not depart from its marketplace. It is not enemies who taunt me. I could bear that. It is not adversaries who deal insolently with me. I could hide from them. But it is you, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend, with whom I kept pleasant company. We walked in the house of God with the throng. Let death come upon them. Let them go down alive to Sheol, for evil is in their homes and in their hearts. But I call upon God and God will save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and she will hear my voice. She will redeem me unharmed from the battle that I wage, for many are arrayed against me. God, who is enthroned from of old, will hear and will humble them because they do not change and do not fear God. My companion laid hands on a friend and violated a covenant with me. With speech smoother than butter, but with a heart set on war. With words that were softer than oil, but in fact were drawn swords. Cast your burden on God and she will sustain you. She will never permit the righteous to be moved. But you, O God, will cast them down into the lowest pit. The bloodthirsty and treacherous shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Canticle 12, A Song of Creation Glorify God, all you works of God. Sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, you angels and all powers of God, O heavens and all waters above the heavens, sun and moon and stars of the sky, glorify God. Sing, excuse me, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, every shower of rain and fall of dew, all winds and fire and heat. 
Winter and summer, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O chill and cold, drops of dew and flakes of snow, frost and cold, ice and sleet, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O nights and days, O shining light and enfolding dark, storm clouds and thunderbolts, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Let the earth glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O mountains and hills and all that grows upon the earth. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O springs of water, seas, and streams. O whales and all that move in the waters. All birds of the air, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O beasts of the wild and all you flocks and herds. O men and women everywhere, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Let the people of God glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O priests and servants of God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O spirits and souls of the righteous. Sing praise and give honor forever. You that are holy and humble of heart, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Let us glorify God, Creator, Word, and Holy Spirit. Sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. A reading from Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 1 through 23. Now when Sanballat heard that we were building the wall, he was angry and greatly enraged and mocked the Jews. He said in the presence of his associates and of the army of Samaria, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore things? Will they sacrifice? Will they finish it in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish and burned ones at that? Tobiah the Ammonite was behind, beside him and he said, that stone wall they are building, any fox going up on it would break it down. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their taunt back on their own heads and give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover their guilt and do not let their sin be blotted out from your sight, for they have hurled insults in the face of the builders. So we rebuilt the wall and all the wall was joined together to half its height for the people had a mind to work. But when Sambalot and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashadites heard that the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem was going forward and the gaps were beginning to be closed, they were very angry and all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to call, cause confusion and to cause confusion in it. So we prayed to our God and set a guard as a protection against them, day and night. But Judah said, The strength of the burden bearers is failing. And there is too much rubbish so that we are unable to work on the wall. And our enemies said, They will not know or see anything before we come upon them and kill them and stop the work. When the Jews who lived near them came, they said to us ten times, 
From all the places where they live will they come up against us. So in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall, in open places, I station the people according to their families, with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And after I looked these things over, I stood up and said to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the, remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your kin, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. When our enemies heard that their plot was known to us and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to his work. From that day on, half my servants worked on construction and half held the spears, shields, barrows, sorry, shield, spears, <laughs> spears, shields, bows, and body armor. And the leaders posted themselves behind the whole house of Judah who were building the wall. The burden bearers carried their loads in such a way that each labored on the work with one hand and with the other held a weapon. And each of the builders had his sword strapped at his side while he built. The man who sounded the trumpet was, who sounded the trumpet was beside me. And I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, The work is great and widely spread out, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Rally to us whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet. Our God will fight for us. So we labored at the work, and half of them held the spears from break of dawn until the stars came out. I also said to the people at that time, let every man and his servant pass the night inside Jerusalem, so they may be a guard for us by night and may labor by day. So neither I nor my brothers nor my servants nor the men of the guard who followed me ever took off our clothes. Each kept his weapon in his right hand. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle O, a song of the heavenly city. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the God of surpassing strength in the land. And the city has no need of sun or moon to light it. For the glory of God shines on it, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light the nations shall walk, and the rulers of the world lay their honor and glory there. Its gates shall never be shut by day, nor shall there be any night. Into it they will bring the honor and glory of nations. I saw the clean river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The tree of life spanned the river, giving fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. All curses cease where the throne of God and the Lamb stand, and all servants give worship there. There they will see God's face, whose name shall be on their foreheads. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Revelation, chapter 7, verses 4 through 17. And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000, 
sealed out of every tribe of the people of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. From the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. From the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 sealed. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, singing, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor. And power and might to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the greatest ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God, and worship him day and night within his temple, and worship her day and night within her temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat, for the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle H, a song of Hosea. Come, let us return to our God who has torn us and will heal us. God has struck us and will bind up our wounds. After two days, revive us. On the third day, restore us, that in God's presence we may live. Let us humble ourselves. Let us strive to know God, whose justice dawns like morning light. Its dawning is sure as the sunrise. God's justice will come to us like a shower, like spring rains that water the earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. Jesus told the crowds all these things in parables. Without a parable, he told them nothing. 
This was to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth to speak in parables. I will proclaim what has been hidden from the foundation of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Mother Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, her only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Mother. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Mother in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let's say together the litany of healing found on page 33 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. God, the source of all being, your will for all people is health and salvation. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, the incarnate word, you came that we might have life and might have it more abundantly. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, the Holy Spirit, you make our bodies the temple of your presence. We praise you and thank you, O God. Holy Trinity, one God, in you we live and move and have our being. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, grant your healing grace to all who are sick, injured, or disabled, that they may be made whole. Hear us, O God of life. Grant to all who seek your guidance and to all who are lonely, anxious, or despondent a knowledge of your will and an awareness of your presence. Hear us, O God of life. Mend broken relationships and restore those in emotional distress to soundness of mind and serenity of spirit. Hear us, O God of life. Bless physicians, nurses, and all others who minister to the suffering, granting them wisdom and skill, sympathy and patience. Hear us, O God of life. Grant to the dying peace and a holy death, and uphold by the grace and consolation of your Holy Spirit those who are bereaved. Hear us, O God of life. Restore to wholeness whatever is broken by human sin in our lives, in our nation, and in the world. Hear us, O God of life. You are the God who does wonders. 
You have declared your power among the peoples. With you, O God, is the well of life, and in your light we see light. Hear us, O God of life. Heal us and make us whole. Let us pray. Almighty God, giver of life and health, send your blessing on all who are sick in any way and upon those who minister to them, that all weakness may be vanquished by the triumph of the risen Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ, our God. Give us grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those ineffable joys that you have prepared for those who truly love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. I think I would like to pray the same prayer of protection that we've been praying as well. It's found among the prayers for those who are sick in Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2, on page 66. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the Word made flesh, you overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the mother. Grant Jacob and Jack and all of your children, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your Archangel Michael to defend us, to guard our going out and coming in, and to bring us safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided Trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. I would also like to pray... Um, Prayer for those suffering from addiction. I think this is such a widespread affliction that all of us are only a few, if any, degrees of separation away. And especially during this time period, I think, as we head into the holiday season, it is in, I just think this is a good focus for our prayer. I'll leave it at that. For the Victims of Addiction, Prayer 56 on page 831 of the Book of Common Prayer. O blessed God, you minister to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. And then as our prayer for mission, I'd like to use the prayer attributed to St. Francis. 
It's number 62, found on page 833 of the Book of Common Prayer. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. And I think now is the right time to share just a few thoughts on our readings this morning. I think they dovetailed nicely with the special readings that we've been doing um, for, for all saints, all souls, all hollows, um, and these other, de los muertos, and these other ways in which we remember the dead. So our psalm, I think, speaks to a great pain of the psalmist. And the psalmist speaks not only about those who were known enemies, but those who were thought to be friends. And I think that those are the deepest wounds when those that should be caring for us, especially in our times of trouble, instead abandon us. May we remember that we are human. Those around us are human. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. It could be that in our time of distress, it was just too much. I mean, people are doing the best they can at any moment. And that's not to say that we should allow back into our lives those who have hurt us until we've seen some time, some kind of healing. Um, that's just masochism to set oneself up for abuse and reabuse. But I do think that harboring festering wounds in our hearts causes even more damage than the original wound. Um, so I'm talking about a couple of things here. One is I'm talking about deliberate hurt from one person to another, and then the other is I'm talking about kind of the hurt of omission. Um, our psalmist today sounds so alone and, and like he's got no allies and just wanting to flee. I, I always think about Jenny from Forrest Gump when I read that line about, um, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. Truly, I would flee far away. I think about her praying to go far away and, and about her situation where she was abused by the very person that should have been taking care of her. And there's all too many like this. I think far too many folks have stories like this. And so I think that 
I think it's our honor as the body of Christ to be those things to those that don't have them, even to ourselves. I think we have to step up and be honor and nurturing and fighting on the behalf of and allies to the wounded and the disenfranchised and the forgotten. And this is the way that good triumphs over evil. when the breeding grounds for evil are stopped in their tracks. Not because we're meeting destruction with destruction or wounding with wounding, but because we are healing wounding with love. Verse 15 talks about death coming to the unrighteous. Let them go down alive to Sheol, for evil is in their homes and their hearts. Those are breeding grounds. Evil in the home and evil in the heart is raising up more evil. But the way we fight it is with Walter, what with Walter Winkler calls Jesus' third way, with active resistance and with love. And that doesn't mean laying down and being a doormat to evil. We've talked about this before when we talked about the turning the other cheek verse. We can actively resist and we can actively love and we can do it in a way that is strong and, and sustainable and does not permit evil to go any further. And so today, here with you, remembering those saints that have gone before and have pledged their lives to the cause of love, to equality, to justice, to restoration, to healing, I too pledge my life to live rooted from a faith of faith and love with a passion and purpose for healing and justice and restoration. And I say, even if it costs me my life, no matter what it costs, enough and no more. Evil, you may not pass, you may not spread, by the power and grace of Jesus Christ, I command you, done, gone, vanquished. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, amen. That was a bit longer than I thought I would spend on the psalm, but that was a good time. <laughs> um, in Nehemiah's memoir here, it was interesting to me. I'm going to kind of speed through the rest because I have to get wrapped up in just a few minutes, but it was interesting to me that this was first person talking. We don't usually see that, but because this is kind of like a memoir and memoirs are kind of a big thing in our common culture right now. So I just love the, how there's an intersection here between the time of Nehemiah and the time that we're living in and this memoir that he's writing and the beautiful memoirs I've been reading from people of faith and well, from all people, from all different kinds of people lately, um, different kinds of faiths. And this whole thing is talking about rebuilding. And there are times, I've been talking about this with friends of mine a lot lately, there are times I'm like, 
that we all, I think, just feel tired. We feel tired of fighting the good fight, you know, and we just want to rest. And sometimes there are not seasons of rest. The seasons of rest will come, but this might not be one, friends. In Nehemiah's, um, in this chapter four here, Nehemiah talks about they're, they're not resting. They never take off their clothes. They keep their weapons in their right hands. And our weapons, right, are the weapons of justice and faith and truth. And, and although we might be tired and might want to lay down and rest, we've got to build and fight and be ready all at once. And this is all part of the restoration. I think it's, it's part of the mistakes that we made in some of the conflicts that we have fought overseas where we, we fought to gain the ground, but then we didn't keep it. And it was just filled right back in behind us. And so let's learn our lesson and apply it to the battle of faith. We build and we fight and this might not be a season for rest, but God will give us the strength to go through it. God will give us the strength to build and fight and conquer and keep going until God brings us to a season of rest. And then God is our ultimate overwatch. And God will watch over us and send God's angels to protect us. When we need that rest, God will be there for us. God is here for us now, but whatever season you're in, whether it's a season of building or fighting or building and fighting together or a season of rest, God is with you. Listen for God and God's urging for the moment. Amen. Our New Testament reading from Revelation. When it's in the verses before, so we didn't quite catch it with this reading, but all of these thousands of the tribes that are sealed, what they're sealed with is the mark of God on their foreheads, designating them as gods. And then they all come and stand before God and they know that God will shelter them. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Beloved, we are marked and chosen as gods. And there will come a time that we will rest in the shelter of God. And God will wipe away every tear. God will redeem every hurt. God will restore 10 million fold. Beyond what we can even imagine everything that we have sacrificed, everything that has been taken from us. We'll not just get it back, we will get so much more. And then our gospel reading with the parables. To me today, in this context, this is what this says. God's going to do all these amazing things that we've been talking about this morning, talking about through the last week, all of the things that are needed, the miracles that are needed in our very broken world. God will do them with just the tiniest bit from us. What we have to offer is so paltry and so small 
and compared with the hugeness of the work that needs to be done and the healing and the redemption and the miracles. But God takes it and makes it enough. I follow somebody on Instagram. I think her tag is Life Ordinary Yet Sacred. And she says this in such a beautiful and tangible way. God takes what little we have and God makes it more than enough. So let's offer up to God our mustard seeds to be planted. Our bit of yeast. Let us offer up ourselves and God will take us and make us more than enough for God himself to work miracles through us. God, you have me. I am yours. With all your heavenly power, take what I have and make it more than enough for the passion and purpose that you have set before me in cooperation with you and with all the saints. Let us find each other and with our magnitude multiply all these little bits into wondrous miracles of healing and restoration throughout the earth. Let your justice be done, O God, through us. Amen. And in us and with each other. All right, just in time. Let's wrap that up. Sorry if it was a bit of a whirlwind. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.